And there was also like a real intellectual debate in the Middle East, at least in Iran, about whether or not Israel represented some sort of anti-imperialist bastion against uh, the Gulf Arab powers. Um, obviously, that wasn't true then, but it's definitely not true now as things continue to get dumber. And Ben Veer's TikTok account is a good example because it's just him constantly, day in, day out, smirking at the camera, smiling, goofing off, laughing, while talking about heinous crimes that he is undertaking in his role as, as national security minister. Um, I remember in particular, like uh, when he stopped serving hot meals to Palestinian inmates, the most basic, like right as a human being when you were wearing your prison. And he's like, he's throwing around bread. It's a, it's a schoolyard bully mentality, like a cartoon, like a cartoonish villain. Doja Cat was furious about being used as the soundtrack for that as well, I hear. <laughs> like The dance was particularly distasteful. Oh my God. <laughs> um, uh, but he, yeah, that is like, it's a continual dumbing down from an already intellectually um, void, devoid movement, but you lose those trappings and then you're just left with a uh, Xerox of a Xerox of a Xerox until it's just nothing of any, uh, I don't know, it's got, it's got nothing under. I, I want to talk a little more about like um, the idea that, yeah, like the, the, the fi of fighting back, unexpected fighting back and sort of how so many of the roots of that are also in the states and specifically like the abraham accords the 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 um the pivoting of saudi to israel as well that which created basically a vacuum for iran to come in and say we're going to do this for you but we're sort of we're less of a hollowed out society than saudi yeah this this is the politics stuff and like i i i think yeah obviously this is a factor i just think it's important to acknowledge up front that like the sort of the thing undergirding all of this is still uh, the colonialism, right? It's still the apartheid. No, of course. And I, I mentioned this in the, uh, the piece I just, I just wrote, but the Saudi-Israel normalization is kind of like, if you're planning out this operation, like this is the moment that makes you, I guess if you're a Hamas operative, think like, this is exactly what we've been trying to like send a message about, and this will be important in that respect. Um, the Abraham Accords are really interesting. Um, I wrote about this in Jacobin a couple of weeks ago. Um, they, the, the image that they tried to project from the Trump administration is like this big, um, complicated peace accord, uh, even though the UAE and Bahrain were never at war with Israel at any point uh, in their history. Um, they're two Gulf nations whose creations are fairly recent. Um, and then it quickly became like, Oh, there's and, and the original the original reason for that was that they were doing that to stop annexation of the Jordan Valley of the of the West Bank, and then and then it turned out that that did nothing. They continued settling and doing whatever they want, and then the Abraham Accords quickly became even more of a comical shell themselves, where Morocco normalized because uh, America agreed to to uh, recognize their colony in Western Sahara. And then um, Sudan. Real loss for Dana yeah. Rohrbacher. Ooh, of course, Dana. <laughs> it, it's a really crude system. And Saudi Arabia, because they're led by essentially a petulant child who is, I don't know, in his mid 30s now. I don't know how old he is, MBS. Um, they're saying, like, you can get big PR bucks out of this if you normalize with Israel. Like, you'll get back in the international stage again. 
People will love you again. They'll call you a peacemaker. They'll call you a kingmaker. You're going to be the big OG. You'll realign the balance of power. And he's a moron. So he's already fucking up what his own diplomatic corps have been doing with trying to make peace with Iran and make things more stable. Talks about wanting to build, wanting to build a fucking nuclear weapon. The Saudi nuclear weapon would be amazing. <laughs> Just like a completely gold atom bomb. Oh, like, with a, like with a Gucci belt around it for some it's, reason. It's, it's, uh, unfortunately, they, um, they, uh, they detonated the uranium in the laboratory when they tried to brand a Fendi logo onto it. <laughs> um, right, right. There, I should say, I'm, I'm just say, I'm sorry that I've, I think I've gone way past your question. No, no, that's right. So I'll, I'll go back, which is <laughs> basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, which I'll, I'll go, I'll go back to, I think the point here, right, is this, yeah. we're, we're, we're looking at the various, like, there's the, the, li the lived experience of it, which is like this, if you keep if you keep putting pressure on people you assume you can always defeat no matter what then you know you can you will become unaware that you're you're blinded by your own ideology and your own and your own cruelty and you can't be surprised when they fight back but also that it would be it's bizarre not to have predicted it because things like things like um like south like that that whole normalization project destabilizes all those relationships and causes unpredictable things to happen yeah right? no. that's you, mm. I, I think, um, I wish I could remember his name. I think Jake Sullivan, um, the national security advisor, just a couple of years ago was like, the Middle East has been more peaceful than it ever has been. Like in this moment right now, you it's a very Trump cadence there. Yeah. Uh, you <laughs> more peaceful than ever before. <laughs> so like about to get hit by a tsunami. The tide is out as far <laughs> as it's ever been. That's great. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's a great, great analogy. If anything, the waves are going backwards. People are telling me you're going to be so, so there's a tsunami coming. I said, well, why, why is the water? Why does it go backwards? <laughs> okay, no one can answer that. They can't. Dear liberals, if I'm about to get killed by a tsunami, why is the water going out? And I out? talk to them and I say, <laughs> if there's going to be a tsunami, why is there an earthquake? That's a different thing, actually, liberals. They don't know that. That's science, okay? <laughs> I should be clear. I should be clear. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I know, I know what you're saying. Like, yeah, it, it goes back into the entropy thing. If you have seen things shift around, you saw the UAE thing, you saw the Bahrain thing, you saw Morocco thing, you saw uh, everything else kind of go more or less how you know normally. You, I think, wrongfully assume that going a little bit higher. You know, this is this a big player. I mean, King Faisal back in the day was, a, well, he was like the arbiter of the anti-Israel boycott movement back in the 70s. That's a big thing. But like, maybe we're past like, you know, first in the fight, second in the fight, that kind of thing popping back off again. Um, but that's because you've just completely tuned out from Palestinian society and what people have been saying and discussing and those tension points. You lose sight of things by focusing on a one thing as being like the key to everything else. I mean, you saw right after Gaza, Gazans invaded uh, like Israeli territory, the Biden administration is like, you know, I think it's important that we keep doing the Saudi-Israel normalization because now it's, it can constantly, like it can't adapt to actual situational uh, complexities, but it can, it can adapt rhetorically because now it's it's now it's something that's important 
uh, as like a like a fuck you to the the Palestinians. As it's it's also it's it's been so funny seeing the Saudi diplomatic response to this because. Of all the countries to put in a position where their diplomatic line is, uh, yeah, very concerned, call on all parties for restraint, right? Having the Saudis put out a statement that's like, yeah, listen, we we don't support the killing of unarmed civilians. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> buddy, I I know you support. Well, they don't support littering, right? The trouble is, if you leave dead bodies everywhere, that's um, bad. But I, I should say, I should say, just this before that. Sorry to interrupt. Um, the, there seems to be a real like schism between the Saudi diplomatic corps. We're trying to like do their jobs to maintain Saudi Arabia's stability in the region and not get like fucking bombed by the Houthis. Oh yeah, with the air force that they have now. <laughs> They're trying to do their thing, but MBS just they have to like find a way to like keep him off camera somehow because he, he like every time that guy speaks. He sets relations with Iran back, like, five years. Um, it's an incredible thing. I, I sort of almost wonder if Neom is just sort of a sandbox for him oh, to play. Oh, I with, mean, you know? it would be nice if he just stuck around there. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway, Riley, yeah. what were you saying? So, so what I was going to say is, in light of all of that, then, I mean, once again, you look at what the domestic, a lot of domestic responses in Western countries, I'm looking more at the UK, but I'm sure you can look at the, you see this at the US as well, oh, yeah. is that the, yeah. it's the same sort of, A, everyone's doorstepping Jeremy Corbyn so he can just, so that they can yell at him for saying, uh, maybe, maybe there are two people involved in this particular uh, conflict. Um, yeah, and then first of all, why is your house so expensive? Yeah. Second of all, <laughs> yeah. why did you not say that the Palestinians should be exterminated for this? Yeah. It's it, it's really it's really getting intense in Britain of all places because like I, I mean partially this is like another stick to beat the left with, and partially it is just that like British commentators are authentically very racist, but like. It really has become this thing of like, no, it, we should be reporting people to the police for displaying any kind of nuance on this. We should be demanding from people such, you know, obvious things as to say, you know, d do you think that Hamas are nice people? You know, I, I mean, d do you think that, you know, uh, killings or hostage takings are like a, a like good thing absent any context? And it's like, you don't have to engage with this. All of you have, like, you know, like, the the entire sort of, like, political media sphere of this country, the take on this, the overwhelming take on this, is just one of such denseness and fucking willful fucking ignorance. I, I genuinely cannot get my head around it. And it means it's like a sense of insularity, right? It's kind of like, there's a lack of interest mm. in some ways, because, like, one of this kind of criticisms that was made when when you sort of had the Corbyn leadership and that they were actually interested or they were talking about, you know, Palestine issues was the idea, you know, it was it was used to mock them, right? Like, you know, they're too busy talking about Palestine and not enough about, I don't know, like, because they don't care about anything fucking else either. So, 